AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for stopping by the channel. This is episode number nine of TNT Tuesday Night Titans for you Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Shady from New York. As always, coming to you from the OTS venue here on my side, joined by my co-host on Tuesday nights, Andrew Baydala. What is going on, man? What's going on, JD? Just a normal Tuesday, right? Nothing happening. Oh, yes, no. Nothing happened, man. Nothing happened. You know, I, I'm in the uh, the mood for Pepsi, bro. Mm. You got any? I'm not really a soda drinker, though. Me either. I gave up soda a long time ago. Me too, man. Uh, what's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I feel good. You know, WrestleMania pre-sales all over the map today. They have had the most successful pre-sale of all time, it seems. Like, WWE's just oh all-time this, all-time that. And uh, AEW's got more locker room drama. And football's around the corner. I know, man. A couple of weeks. Yeah, you Monday, know, night I just, Monday Night Raw's going to be in trouble, huh? I mean, probably. <laughs> anyway, we got we got a lot to get into tonight. WrestleMania tickets did go on sale tonight. Um, I did not get any. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing for WrestleMania, Shocker. but but I will I will be in Philadelphia though. Being that uh, I got my own little place in Atlantic City, it's about 45 minute drive up the AC Expressway. I'll be there to see you guys. Well, I think mm. we should uh, we should do something. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that's you should, a good idea. You should come with me to WrestleMania too. Oh. I treat. All right, we'll see. How, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, I thank you guys for joining us on episode number nine. You guys know the deal. Follow us on sh- social media at JD from NY206. That's me at Andrew Baydala. Go follow Drew on Twitter as well. If you guys care about uh, any of our in real time thoughts on anything that happens here, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on my end as well. Turn on the bell for notifications. If you guys want to hang out at the end of the show, the donations and the super chats are always welcome uh, the longer you want to keep us here is up to you. So uh, make sure you guys get them on in and we'll answer whatever is on your mind in regards to all this hectic news two weeks before the biggest AEW show of all time. Uh, as always, man, uh, normally we uh, we do this on my side of things. I leave it up to you, man. What do you want to talk about? Well, like- all right, let's let's start right here, right, with this. This, the drama that always seems to overshadow any of AEW's major events is lingering again. And I understand majority of the time it's the CM Punk vibe. You know, that's who the cloud is. Yeah. And it's here again. But I mean, this just seems to be commonplace, whether it's MJF walking out of, you know, a meet and greet or, you know, CM Punk and this and that. Has this become too much for you? I mean, does it take away from the events itself with all this drama all the time with AEW's events? Well, I don't know how it doesn't take away. I mean, more people are talking about CM Punk now than they are talking about All In. That's a problem. That, to me, anyway, that's from my POV. It's a problem if everybody's talking about locker room drama and you're not really talking about the card and the show and the excitement of the show for their biggest show of the year. I, I don't like it. And, you know, I don't know how you feel, man. Uh, I've said this dating back to All Out as it was the first thing that really jumped off the 
the screen when watching that scrum, how laid back Tony Khan is as a boss. You know, I know a lot of people are going to point the finger of blame at CM Punk, but at the end of the day, this is all manipulated here by Tony Khan. He could end it at any given time he wants at the snap of a finger, yet he doesn't choose to do that. And I'm thinking about this on the way home from the gym today. You know, does he find CM Punk to be his one true meal ticket? And he is absolutely irreplaceable at this point to Tony Khan, and he doesn't want to lose him, so he's allowing him the longest leash you could possibly put around someone's neck here. You know, I understand that you cater to certain talents and whatnot, but it just seems to me, at this point in time, with the, all the respect that I have from CM Punk and all the respect I have for Phil Brooks, the man, because, you know, he, he calls it like he sees it. I, I just... I have a funny feeling that this is too much. I just, I really do. I think Phil Brooks, CM Punk, basically handpicking his opponent, it seems, at All Out yep. in Wembley Stadium is an absolute gigantic miss from AEW. And Tony Khan should step in if this is the case. I don't know this to be fact. I'm just stating. This is one of the major issues. If you're going to give CM Punk some creativity, you know, control-wise and whatnot of his character to a certain extent, fine. But in my opinion, AEW is dropping the biggest ball they possibly can with the Samoa Joe match. That's that's strike number one since his comeback. Nobody, yeah. I'm telling you right now, I understand that him and Joe are boys. And I understand that a lot of people are going to dig that match. But majority of the masses, in my opinion, are, are not clamoring for that match. You want to do that in Chicago? Go for it. You want to put the AEW Real Worlds Championship on the line? Go for it. Now, I'll, st- I'll, st- I'll stop you right there. I mean, it, are, are the egos of of the Elite and, and CM Punk here, and I'm going to name Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega doesn't really jump off the, the page to me as having a big ego. I think he's a very down-to-earth guy from what Who? we've heard. Kenny Omega. I don't think Kenny has an ego at all. No, I, I don't Kenny think. Numerous times. I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I've never met him, but I, from what I've seen and heard from him, he doesn't have a, a big ego. Uh, but is it? What is the problem here? Like, they know. I know that they know that this is the biggest match that they could possibly do, and it should be on this show, yet they have done everything to not give us that match. And I'm talking about Kenny versus CM Punk. You know, maybe we get the Elite versus CMFTR somewhere down the line, but that match where Kenny kind of alluded to, you know, maybe you'll see us pop up on Collision, and CM Punk has been, you know, advocating to want to sit down and do business and work. Out of all those guys, I would say Kenny Omega is probably the one who would want to do business. Why isn't this match happening, and why have they kind of opted to go in a different direction here? I don't know. To me, it seems like, you know, CM Punk might have a little bit of um, pull or a lot of pull with Tony Khan, who he wants to work with at All Out. And, excuse me, to me, it just seems as if we are at a point in time where that match is a major miss, and it's like, well, I want to have CM Punk on that card at All Out. And truthfully, like, I'm a CM Punk guy, but you don't need him if you're going to put Samoa Joe versus CM Punk on that card. You don't. I'm sorry. You need that match does nothing in terms of buys. In terms of, I mean, I I don't give a shit. I truthfully don't. And I think the masses won't care either. And it's a shame because the biggest match they could one of the biggest matches they could possibly have, that being AEW, is right in front of them. And they're choosing to go in a different direction. Or if they're not choosing, they're allowing the influence of somebody to be like, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. Okay, whatever you want. No, forget that. This is your company. This is your statement to the wrestling business. This is, hey, take a look at us. 80K. Yeah. Let's, and you want to know what? There's going to be a lot of casual people. 
casual fans who are watching that. And you think for a second that CM Punk and Samoa Joe is going to hook somebody. And you also think that Kenny Omega and Takeshna, if they're in a tag match or whatever, is good. it does. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Seriously, who gives a shit? Give us the fucking match that we want or don't give us junk. I would rather see Kenny and Will three. Yeah. In hey, London. This is, this I really is, would. This is, I, this, I just, is, this is, the, this is, this is the, the guy that I signed up for on this show, man. This is this. I, li- I like I, this. I like this ferocity, I just, man. I just don't give, like, I, for me, it's like everybody in their mother wants Punk and Omega. We want Punk and Danielson when Danielson's healthy. We want the six man. And you're not giving it to us. Why? Because you, you guys just don't want to do business. They're really fucking not, the fans. Honestly, it's not your company. No, they're really fucking the fans. It, it, honestly, the, the fact that they're not doing this match, they're moving away from the spirit of the first show, honestly. But who 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 was the reason? What was the reason for that first show and the success of that first show? It was us, the fans. Yeah, yeah and they're giving us they're giving us FTR versus the Bucks. We're already Great. 75% of the way there. Just give us the other match. Yeah. Give us the other match. And you want to know what every you want to make us happy. That's what you do. And you don't have to please every single one of us, but this is a layup, and you're choosing to go to a match we already saw on collision. Yeah. I now, don't care. Yeah, I, yeah. It's I, listen, man, you're not wrong. You're absolutely spot on 100%. I agree with everything that you said. I mean, it's 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 a fumble. It really and, is a fumble. And, and Tony Khan needs to sit down with CM Punk and be like, you want to know what? If you're mad that the elite re-signed, which I, truthfully, I'll be the first one to say it. I did not see all of them re-signing, but it was a huge check mark for AEW that they did that because that's your whole heart and soul. Yeah. And if any of them walk out the door, not named Cody Roach because he's already gone. That's a huge, you know, cut to your, I mean, to your company. I mean they're not, they're not AEW anymore. Basically. No. And I, they were all resigned. And if punk's mad about that, because I truthfully, if I was seeing punk, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that all of them were going to resign as, as well, but you don't go out on, I don't care that it's off the air and I don't care that you send a text message saying, Hey, you know, kind of got out of control. I'm sorry about that. How many times are you going to let your wife sleep around on you before you divorce her? Yeah. And that's what this is enough. I've had, we've made peace, move on. Either do business, I'd sit down with all of them. I'd say either do business, cut the shit, or get the fuck out. But now, now it all started, you know, and, and this is this is the reason for the show tonight. I mean, there really isn't anything else going on. I mean, we'll talk about everything else that we want to talk about for Raw and, and SmackDown and all this other stuff. But but this is the, the, the meat and potatoes of tonight's show. Uh, it all started, Drew, with a post-match promo from Punk that was not aired after AEW Collision on Saturday night where uh, he... And his boys, FTR, fucking great match with House of Black. Uh, after the show was over, he cut a promo on Adam Page calling him a peg warmer and that he is bragging that he sells more toys and merchandise uh, than Adam Page. Uh, Punk also said that uh, he sells more tickets for Collision in Greensboro uh, than last time that they were in the city, meaning the elite, for an AEW Dynamite. And obviously, Punk, he got a mixed reaction during the show. He got a mixed reaction for his promo on Adam Page. Um, we'll start there. Uh, I said this yeah, on... Hold, 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 uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Glassdoor Gamer, I'm going to shout you out here. I don't know what I'm talking about. The elite don't want to do business. Fuck them. It's not their company. I don't care. At this point in time, we could either do business. If I'm Tony Khan, we could either do business or we can move the hell on. And by moving the hell on, I understand I just signed a bunch of you guys to contracts. But man, at this point... I'm at a wall here, and I've had enough. 
Well, how, you, how, you, how, how are you wrong? What did he say you were wrong? No, no, no. He just said that, like, the elite don't want to do business. It's Are the inmates running the asylum? You think this would last a day in WWE? It wouldn't. You think it would last a day? A day in some <laughs> Fortune 500 company? It wouldn't. It wouldn't even last in the NFL. And that Tony Khan is involved in the NFL. I've had enough of it. If it's a work, great. I don't care. But I've had enough. Move on. Give us the match. Or I don't even want to see, I don't want to hear these these six men talk about each other anymore. Yeah. I'm done with it. Well, that 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 was the point I was trying to get at here before uh the comment in the chat. Why was something like this? And I said this on Twitter. I, this was very very bizarre to me. Why a comment like that would be approved for him to go out there and say that. Now, I, I said this uh, when I talked about this on the video I uploaded today. What was Punk given leeway because Tony Khan had all four of these guys in the bag and they all resigned? So it's a little bit of a, of a lesser blow for him to make a snide remark like this, as opposed to when they were still, you know, on the verge of being free agents and he didn't want to risk them going somewhere else because of Punk's attitude. Why was a comment like this made, and why was that necessary after right. all the reports of Punk wanting to do business? He wants to sit down and talk to these guys and blah blah blah. Yet he makes that fucking comment, basically burying Page. Well, why was that made? Why was that allowed to be said on 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 anything? Yeah, and ever, and you know, if this has ever been something where it's like, oh, you know, if it's a work or not. If this is a work, I mean, this is the best work I've ever seen because Punk and Hangman have both gone on. They're you know through different people and said that they can't stand each other. Okay, yeah. So I just I don't see it. And to another comment in here that HBK never wanted to work with Brett. Vince put that match on at Survivor Series, whether they liked it or not. That match happened. Yeah, you know what? Listen, I I give Vince. You know me, man. I give Vince a lot of shit. But at the end of the day, Vince was a fucking boss. You get in, you get in that fucking ring. You do business. I'm the one fucking signing checks. Exactly. Get yeah. in there. I don't give a fuck who you think you are. This is our company. You're gonna do business the right way. You want to walk out? You want to leave? You want to you want to not honor your contract? Okay, go ahead. Then everything, basically what would happen is the contract would be null and void. There's so many legalities that would happen involved in that because now you're, we're putting you on promotional posters, doing all this stuff. I'm not going to bore you with the legalese of that stuff. But man, a failure to appear and to honor a contract is a lawsuit that none of these guys or girls want. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm just tired of it. Truthfully, I'm tired of it. I think AEW, like the skid mark that has happened because of this needs to go away. And it was. Why? Why all of a sudden, and again, I am a CM Punk guy. I don't understand why these comments were made. I, If you're mad that they re-signed, I get it. I get it. Especially Hangman Page, I get it. Because it was almost like he was signed, sealed, and delivered to go to WWE, and he didn't. He wants to be with his buddies. And also, here's the thing, right? Let's just take this out of, out of the whole, like, wrestling bubble. If they, all of them, the elite, hightail it to WWE, doesn't it look like CM Punk won? You think for one second that those boys were going to leave? I thought maybe one of them, but none of them. They all sat down collectively and they were like, we're not leaving. We're not leaving because we look like a bunch of bitches if we leave. And I don't blame them. Man, I'd, I, I, blame I, them. I, I put my tinfoil cap on at that point, bro. If they all left because of punk, I, I would have I would have set out, uh, said uh, to the public, like in my own way, CM Punk a fucking plant in here trying to kill the fucking company from within, man. I mean, holy shit. He's here one year. He drove every fucking guy out of the company. Like I, right. that, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't think the whole like CM Punk move is a bad one. He's a draw. He does this. He does that. I get it. But at this point in time, we need to cut the bullshit and we need to stop. I'm glad he sent the text message. Cool. Great. But like yeah, I he said. Apo he apologized to Paige. That's the next point I was going to get to. Melzer and Alvarez said gives he, a shit, he apologized to him via text. And apparently uh, the Bucks, uh, the elite, minus Paige, 
They, they have an understanding with CM Punk that there's not going to be any trash talking. Well, I don't know how likely that is. I don't know how true that is. I mean, the first fucking collision, Punk buried everybody on the microphone. So uh, he did send him a text message and apologize. And apparently, Drew, uh, Punk actually regretted the comment because mm-hmm. it did not come off the way that he intended, which goes back to our previous point. Why the fuck was it said in the first place when he just had a tremendous match house of black had a great match those are the guys that you should really be focusing on and putting over yet punk said what he said put himself over and made everything about not the match hey hon i'm sorry that i uh cheated on you for the second time yeah i pray to god that you you stay married (laughs) i mean how many times are you gonna allow this to happen like it's just stupid you know what i'm sorry that this happened i'm very sorry after the fact like after the fact, it doesn't matter. You did you not? You knew exactly what you. He is such. A, he being CM Punk is such an intelligent man. Yeah. You didn't. He didn't think that that was going to be recorded. Give me a break. I know. You know, like sell that shit. Go stack marbles on the freeway. Get out of here with that. Now the, the 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 other the other big part of this was you know it was just a snowball effect. We got the page diss after collision, and then literally the next day we hear all these reports that CM Punk has backstage drama. And this stems from the first episode of Collision. We know Collision is his show. CM Punk apparently drew cornered Dolph Ziggler's brother, Ryan Nemeth, angrily and aggressively asked if things should be settled outside, basically being confrontational with him. That was not the only name. Ryan Nemeth was kicked out of Collision. Uh, Adam Page, supposedly, until an update today, the report was yesterday that Page was told to go home. Christopher Daniels was told to go home. Matt Hardy... And uh, uh, someone else, I forgot who it was. But, but the, the point of the matter is, you know, the, the one that I really focused in on here is, is Christopher Daniels. And I get that Tony Khan is giving CM Punk leeway, but this is where it leeway. really gets... He's giving him the whole highway. Uh, I know, he's giving him the whole highway, yes. This is where it really gets ridiculous, and everybody has a right to criticize Tony Khan because it looks fucking amateur. He just let CM Punk send home all of these talents because CM Punk requested these talents go home. And he sent home Christopher Daniels, Drew, who is the head of talent relations, who is legitimately on Tony Khan's management team. And he has the most important job out of probably anybody in that locker room to make sure that the locker room is where it should be and how the locker room should be acting. He sent the fucking head of talent relations home. How much power does CM Punk have and who the fuck is really running this company? I don't know if that it was that reported as fact. I mean, Nick Hausman reported it as an exclusive. So, all right, take that as it is. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I. Sorry, but if it's not, if it's not Sean, uh, you know, <laughs> I have all the respect in the world for Nick, but I mean, I, I don't know, you yeah. know, and I don't know. It seems like the the report that I read is that Punk didn't want Daniels around because it was unfair not to have a steel yes. because they were both involved in the fight. That seems a little bit. Uh, oh, you guys all a drink. My phone went off during the show. Um, uh, it's that seems a little like, like very childish. Petty. Yeah, <laughs> I just to me, I don't see it. So, I mean, if Christopher Daniels was sent home, okay. If Nick Hausman is right on that, good on him. I I am just so tired. I'm so sick and tired of like everything being leaked, um, and everything being um, you know, brought into the public eye. Like the drama is too much. It's very high schoolish. If the, all of this is true, and I just want it to end. I just want to enjoy what they could put out. And realistically, they're not giving me what I want. Not that it matters because it's not. We're not booking for an audience of one. But it seems like a lot of people are not satisfied with what's going on. 
So, well, Matt Hardy was told to go home. I know Rebby has said had uh, had some choice words for CM Punk, so I'm assuming that had to do with that. Ryan Nemeth was confront confronted by Punk uh, after his comments on social media calling Punk soft after the first promo on the debut episode of Collision. Uh, since Punk fired shots at the Bucks, leading to Punk uh, pushing back. Uh, against everything that had happened to him in the previous uh, months before he came back. And a lot of people in the locker room said that this was an awkward and weird uh, confrontation. And apparently Nemeth then asked Punk if he should react to things, or shouldn't react, I should say, shouldn't react to things that Punk says on TV. And Punk said that would be the right choice at this time. Then they shook hands, but apparently the tension was still high as they went their separate ways. I feel bad for Tony Khan at this point, truthfully. And I know he, he'll, you know, say if he ever sees this that I don't, you know, you know what? Don't feel bad for me. I get it. But I do feel bad for Tony Khan at this point because I feel like Tony Khan really wants this relation. And he's he's such a nice guy. He, he wants He wants CM Punk and this whole thing to work out. And realistically, he realizes that. AW is the only place for CM Punk. It seems like the WWE door is pretty much shut. And he just wants, he being Tony Khan, wants CM Punk in professional wrestling so bad that all of this shit that goes on, it seems like Tony's just like, hey, we'll just, and you want to know what? That's how the NFL works. If you're a superstar, you know, they'll do whatever they can to keep you on that field. So I get it. Get him in the ring. I get it. Get him on our television. I get it. But at at a certain point, this is all going to come to a, a head. And it's going to be ugly. It's already been ugly, but it's going to get uglier. And I, I just feel for Tony Khan. I just, I feel like it, it's time. It is. Unfortunately, it's he's time scared. for Tony Khan. He's, he's he, he, bro, he's scared. scared. But, bro, I don't know. I don't know how he is with any other endeavor that he's involved in, mm-hmm. but he signs the checks. And he I should disagree be, he, with he, scared, he, he should be, he should man up and tell CM Punk. Look, Punk is making a lot of money off Tony Khan, so Punk should be fortunate enough that he's getting the amount of money that Tony Khan is paying him to wrestle at his age, number one. Number two, all Tony Khan needs to do is say, shut the fuck up. This is my company. You work for me. I sign the checks. If I want you to go do X, Y, Z, you're going to go do X, Y, Z because I'm paying you. You, 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 you work for me. I don't work for you. So if he wants him to do this and wrestle, the same thing goes for Omega. Tell Omega. I want you guys in the ring, and it, and it goes. You know, what are they, they going to do? Like you said, they can't walk out. They yeah. can't legally walk out. You don't want to breach a contract, number one. Number two, again, I, I don't think Tony Khan is scared. I think Tony Khan is, is, like I said, he is a giant wrestling fan at heart. He's a very smart businessman, very analytical. Um, and I just feel like Tony Khan really wants to make all the wrestling fans happy, and he realizes that CM Punk makes the wrestling fans happy. But at this point in time, I do believe that that relationship is based off of more of a friendship than business. And that's what happens. People take advantage. And I'm not saying CM Punk is taking advantage of Tony Khan, but I think at this point in time, it seems like he's trying to see how far he being CM Punk the leash is. And man, I'd pull that fucker back in. I, I, I Listen, Punk. It's easy for me to say on this side too, because yeah. I'm not dealing with Punk as a, as a promoter, as a businessman. It's very easy for me to say this. But I'm just saying. Granted, the, the show and the whole company has been better with CM Punk being back since June. I, I will be the first person to tell you that. His, him, him missing all those months, the, the, the television show did not feel the same. With him back, it instantly took it right back to where it was. Everything feels real. Everything feels legit. The shows are just better. Collision is better than anything on TV right now, in my honest opinion. So he is obviously, I, I get where Tony's coming from. He doesn't want to lose that, and that is a huge momentum boost for AEW. But these problems, 
I mean, it did not end with Paige and the Elite and Ryan Nemeth and, and, and Christopher Daniels. Uh, Jack Perry was in the news, Drew, and CM Punk apparently had a disagreement on collision backstage with Jack Perry involving a spot with glass. Now, I I read this and I'm like, this just sounds like fucking bullshit. Apparently, according to those on the side of Punk, Perry wanted to use real glass for a backstage segment. Punk was of the belief that he, if he did this, you know, he was probably wanting to do this because he didn't want to come to work the next week. I don't know why he would he would automatically think that about Jack Perry, but Jack Perry's been there since the beginning. So uh, he seen this as a big problem within the company. Now, apparently he thought the spot was dangerous and he didn't want Perry to do it. And Perry apparently went against, this is according to the CM Punk side, Perry was going against production, doctors, and Tony Schiavone advising him not to do it. And then then, uh, telling him that smashing real glass was a safety hazard and Perry wasn't happy with that. Shortly thereafter, there were guidelines in place and forwarded to talent of those types of uh, environments and situations that would be required by management to get cleared. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this and I'm saying to myself, so Jack Perry was going to willingly and blatantly go against doctors, AEW management, and Tony Schiavone and, and go and use glass. I, I'm going to call bullshit on that, bro. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a legit story at all. And it's coming from Punk's side, so it's definitely one side of the story. You know, I, Punk reminds me of that guy who, you know, uh, like myself, is kind of aging, and I still play football, and you try and give some of the younger kids um, and younger adults some tips and tricks yeah. about how to get better and all this other stuff and do this safer and all this stuff. And those kids don't want to fucking hear me. So you know what? I just stopped talking to them about it, and I just let them go out and do their thing. And you know what, Punk? I get it. I get the, the safety hazard. I get it. Hey, man, don't do that. Are you crazy? You're going to be out for a week, two weeks. You have shards in your back. Yeah. But you want to know what? Some of the kids don't want to listen so let them learn who cares this is the type of stuff that like i get it and punk views himself as that locker room leader and i get that as well because he is but at that sometimes you just got to be like hey you know what you don't want to listen go do your thing that's me i mean i could see that being the case but i i, I never heard a report where jack perry was a prick i i, I never heard a report where jack perry was uh not gonna listen to uh uh, you know, a, a veteran in the locker room and, and not take advice. I mean, it's just very weird to me. I, I, being that I haven't heard anything like that, and then I read this story, I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I mean, this does sound like bullshit. Yeah, I, again, I don't think it, I, I just, I think it's ridiculous that every little nook and cranny of AEW is reported. It's crazy. You know, I was backstage for a couple of AEW stuff, and they had signs out there. Uh, it was like, don't spoil. I don't remember what it was. It's like uh, spoiling something costs jobs or something to that effect. And my God, Tony, if you're watching this, you have so many leaks in that company. I, I just, I don't even know where to begin. It's crazy. I mean, I know that WWE, you know, a lot of their stuff gets leaked and everything else, but we, I don't ever hear any backstage turmoil. I don't anymore. They've pretty much kept that under wraps. And I think at this point in time, like I'm sick and tired of hearing about the drama. I really am. But why is why is there so much leaked? I mean, I mean, obviously the Bucks obviously have Meltzer in their corner, and they're good friends mm -hmm. with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. But I mean, that that's not the only instance there. I mean, why is so much of this leaked? Where on the WWE side of things, you don't hear a fucking word about anything. You and do. Like, and like, I mean, it's you more do. Like you, results. You, yeah, yeah, it's, you it's do. More but, like results. That's what you get from WWE side. Who's going to win? Who's not going to win? Um, you know, we get the. 
the stuff that, you know, this match is happening on SmackDown or pay-per-view yeah. or payback or whatever. We don't get that from AEW, and I'm well, forever I mean, thankful for well, that. Well, we don't, we don't get this amount of drama in the WWE locker room because apparently they're a little bit more professional than AEW is. And if that shit happened in the WWE locker room, there'd be fines, there'd be suspensions, and there'd be terminations. Instantly. I think there's I think there's there's locker room adults in WWE that are not gonna put up with this garbage. You know, they had they had Taker for a while. Now it seems like it's Cody Roman and Seth and some others. I mean, it seems like the locker room and with the women, there's a well-oiled machine with WWE. And I just think that I don't hear a lot of I don't hear a lot coming out of the dynamite shows, um, you know, with the elite and everything else like that. It just seems like it's always now CM Punk in collision and all this other stuff. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I just want to watch pro wrestling. Like it makes me not want to watch it. Does, it's like, it, I, and I know it sounds crazy because it's like, well, it doesn't transpire on television, but collision is such a good TV show. It is. It, it's a good wrestling show, but the drama makes me want to just be like, I don't care anymore. I don't. Now are, are these, are these leaks? strategically being leaked at the most inopportune time. Like I'll go back to when punk was, you know, ready to get clearance. I mean, you had, uh, you know, him being attacked on social media, you know, he had the, the spat with Moxley and Jericho and he put that Instagram story out there. He was basically on the verge to come back and everybody knew he was about to come back to television that got on social media that blew up. Then we get AEW collision, and I think it's like two weeks before collision, we got the whole Warner Media rumor, and they pulled the advertisements, and Punk blew up that, and, you know, apparently they had advertisements for him and Joe. They pulled that. Something went on there where it was just, I wouldn't say a black eye, but it was like, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it was just bad press for them right before two weeks before collision. And then we get this shit right before All Out. I mean, I is it a coincidence that all these things are strategically just happening at the most inopportune times? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I just, for me, it just seems like if this is your way, if this is the way to get, you know, buzz, I know there's no such thing as bad press, but at this point in time, I'm sick and tired of the drama, truthfully. And well, unless there's going to be business from this drama, like give me the elite yeah. versus CMFTR, cut the shit. Well, Tony Khan was asked about this, and we'll end with this, and then we'll move on to the, to the other stuff that we got. Tony Khan was asked about the, the CM Punk rumors, backstage collision. He basically said, you know, we got a great roster and blah, 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 like he usually does. And, you know, I'm glad that the fans are enjoying AEW at the moment inside mm -hmm. and outside the ring. Like, no, we're not enjoying what's happening outside the ring because I'm with Drew. I'm fucking tired of it, too, to be quite honest with you. And I don't want what's happening backstage to overtake what's happening on TV because right now the drama is more interesting than what you've put into All In. And that's just fact. I 100% I agree with you. I think that there was a there's a couple layups here with All In, and they got two of them. I mean, you know, they hit a, a home run. They hit a back-to-back -back home run, and then they struck out with this CM Punk Samoa Joe stuff. Sorry. And and I'm going to add, I, I know it's going to sound crazy to a lot of you AEW people here, okay? And I happen to be an AEW fan, have a lot of friends who work for them, and I respect what they're doing. But why are we getting Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett in a Texas death match? Because Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a show on TNT or TBS. What? This is the problem. When you guys do this with Wrong. WWE, right? When WWE does this, holy shit. What the, where the fuck is the build? Where's this? Where's that? Blah, 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 blah. This is stupid. And this is exactly what, in Bro, my the opinion. The fucking problem is, I don't want to cut you off, but the problem uh, is Tony Khan books for himself. That's the problem. And that's what pisses me off. And that's why I critique the show. And then when I critique the show, I'm wrong when I critique the show. That shit sucks. 
I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Jeff Jarrett on my TV, period. But like you said, there's no build for that match. It's a fucking standalone match because of the setting that they're in. And Tony Khan apparently owes Jeff Jarrett something because every time he's on fucking TV, it's in something big. Why? I, you know, I don't even mind that Jeff's on this or that or Come that on. programming. I don't. I, I don't. But I, what I will say here is that for me, and again, I, I, I emphasize that. For me, I do not understand why we are just throwing this type of match. Like, you could have built this two weeks ago. I mean, you put the Young Bucks versus the Hardys, which I was like, cool, good match, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, Jared didn't even interfere in the match didn't take a guitar to Jeff Hardy's head. Nothing. It's just like, hey, you two go out and have a death match. Oh, all right. Cool. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Wrestling revolves around stories. What story is that? Peace and Love says, just enjoy the match. It'll be a fun match. I don't give a shit if the match is fun. <laughs> I want to know, uh, how many times have I explained this to you guys? Every single thing that you do on television, no matter if you're watching wrestling or if you're watching your favorite, you know, drama on television, why? Why is it happening? They can't give me a why for this. Drew right. can't come up with a why for this. I can't. No. Why? All you had to do is have Jeff Jarrett run out and hit the, the son of a bitch with a guitar. All right, we got a little bit of a story here. You just cost me a match with, with the Young Bucks. But they didn't even do that. It's like, ding dong, hello. Is anybody there? Why are we doing this? It's exactly what I want to see. Je Jeff Hardy doing a fucking death match after he just got back after, you know, got, kind of getting his body where it needs to be so he can finish out his career. No, we're going to put him in another match where he's going to jump off a 20-foot ladder. Guaranteed. Yeah, just enjoy it. Like, every time I'm invited to some wedding that I got to go fly across the country for, spend all this money, it's just like, hey, man, just enjoy it. I don't know. No. no. <laughs> I don't want to enjoy it. I, I like. Is there an open I, bar at that wedding? Right, exactly. What is the per you, All right, like, listen, I get it. Like, you know what? I'll probably have a good time. But the amount of money it costs me to fly and then book a hotel and then all of a sudden, then I got to give you a gift. And, all, and I know I sound like an old crotchety man, but let's, I mean, think about it. I could have went out and rented a bar for the amount of money yeah. this shit's going to cost. I mean, come on. What, just enjoy it. Go enjoy yourself. Anyway, we, we, we know that there are problems. Hopefully things die down going into all in. I hope that they actually create some buzz and excitement outside MJF and Adam Cole for the world championship. And that's where we're going to pivot here. Adam Page, uh, not Adam Page, Adam Cole. So, so many fucking Adams. Adam Cole and MJF. Challenge, Drew, for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles at the All-In Zero Hour. Now, this took everybody by surprise. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you first here. Is this a brilliant move by Tony Khan? Having no. these two guys wrestle on the pre-show to get people excited. We get MJF and Adam Cole twice in the same night. Or is this fucking overkill? I... <laughs> It's like I, I ring do of, ring, the ring of honor take the titles. Man. I, I mean, do. I do understand what they're trying to do. And, you know, Adam Cole said there was, I, you know, I never won the ring of honor tag team championships and whatever else, blah, 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 blah. I get it. Shout out to the 1800 that are watching. I get it. I totally get it. But for me, this is a match that could happen on dynamite. They could be holding the t ROH tag team championships or to build a little bit more of an intrigue slash build to this match they could have them lose on the dynamite right before they fly over to london there's that little tension instead they're doing this on zero hour and i get the marketing behind it but this is like having let me use some good examples before i get roasted in the chat because people are always like is that not rocket steve austin this is like having seth rollins and cody rhodes fight on sunday night heat 
in a tag team match against La Resistance. How about that? <laughs> the fuck are we doing? What are we? Do- I don't understand what we're doing. I get the marketing behind it, but this is a dynamite match. This is not a match. Right? What? And let, let's just let's just do this for instance. Let's hypothetically, Adam Cole gets a concussion in this match. How you get into the main event with eighty thousand people around here? That's the biggest. That's the biggest fucking problem. Hey, everybody! Guess what? Adam Cole can't go. So you know who yeah. MJF's going to take on? Yeah, Goldberg. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's so like this, I, this one. I don't get. I don't. And don't uh, don't you dare in the chat compare. Well, Brett took on uh, a, a, a win, and then he took on Yokozuna at WrestleMania. I know what happened. And I know the, the risk there of the injury, but that was on WrestleMania. This is before. I don't know. I don't know the 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 creative direction here for Tony Khan with these two wrestling for the tag team titles. It almost it almost reminds me of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels holding the tag team titles. Remember that? I, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind had, that either. But they that match happened on Raw, and then they had a match at the King of the yes. Ring versus each other. Yes. I don't mind it. I didn't mind it. This. Shout out to the 808. Let's get that up to 2K. Uh, this bothers me because there is a potential for injury and well, there is potential of injury with anything. But you are so close to that big main event pay-per-view match in Wembley that you're going to have this match happen a couple hours beforehand. And I know you want to gather, garner some more buys and all that other stuff. But, dude, do this, on, do this on Dynamite. Tony, if you're listening, switch it. Do it on Dynamite. Yeah, Have I- a tag team celebration. Of, of Adam Cole becoming a Grand Slam champion. Do that on Zero Hour. Yeah, yeah, Get, yeah Drop yeah, them out. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you start going down the rabbit hole, man, with, with, with stuff like this. It's like, not only that, like, you know, my mind works in a different way. Like, I don't want to see Adam Cole and MJF make two entrances in the same night because it's all about the main event. It's all about the AW title. It's not going to be as impactful if we see it for a second time later on in the show. If we've already seen them in front of 80,000 fucking people at 5 p.m. in the afternoon or 2 p.m., wherever it's going to be here in the uh, United States watching this show, it's like, all right, well, these guys are the main event. They should come out last, and this is the only time we should be seeing them battle for the biggest prize in the company. We've already seen them. The impact of the entrances, man, that's what I think about. It's like, And, and can we call it what it is? I mean, if I'm tuning into Zero Hour, I'm already buying your pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. This is not good. To, to add this to the storyline for the build, pal, it doesn't do anything. It does nothing. It's stu- it's, do we it's, get the swerve? I mean, is this all for the swerve? Do I mean, for, first of all, you, do all, you give a shit? You're already buying the pay-per-view to watch this match. You're already going to watch the main event. You're already waiting for C- for MJF to clock Cole to turn then. So now we're going to get it three hours before it happens, and then that's the heat in the match? Come on. I don't know Come why. On. I don't know why we're using the Ring of Honor tag team titles as a vehicle for anything. I mean, Ring of Honor is a dead fucking brand. A complete waste of money there uh, to have it operating on on uh, on an app. Uh, but I also feel like Tony Khan is just doing these guys a favor, man, because he can't get Will Osprey on the show and he's got his boys on the show, so he wants the United Empire, you know, on the Wembley show. So it's like, well, why is he doing it? I got I, an idea. Let's put our main eventers for that night. In a pre-show tag team match, it's fucking genius. I don't know. I'd, I don't. I don't know. have the pencil, so I respect you, Tony. You know what? If you want to throw us a bone, give us some media credentials for AW All In All Out. We'll be there. Ask some good questions. It seems like you want to. You're throwing everybody a bone. How about us, buddy? 
You'll, you'll, you'll get the media credentials. Me, forget about it, man. My mouth's got me in too much trouble already. <laughs> I'll be right there with you soon. Oh, man. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm looking forward to it, but there's got to be there's got to be something crazy going on in his head as to why that match is taking place. Like, I agree with you, man. Uh, I would have done it on Dynamite. I would have had them win the titles and use that as a vehicle to wherever they got to go with this feud. But having it happen twice in the same night on the biggest show of the year, I think that's a big miss for uh, for Tony Khan. You are, Yeah. And you want to know what also is a big miss, J.D.? RVD and the fans on social media. I have never seen so ridiculous. The, the idiots. You turned your back on WWE. You're supposed to be a part of WrestleMania 40. He's still going to be a part of WrestleMania 40. You don't think that Rob got clearance from WWE to say, hey, can I go do this with AEW? WWE is not using Rob. They're not putting him in a match. They're probably going to put him in. the. Is he already in the Hall of Fame? No, right? No. So he's probably going to go into the Hall of Fame. This is going to be six, seven months from now. You think anybody's going to remember his match with Jack Perry on a dynamite? I mean, if, 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 if Rob signs with AEW, I'd highly doubt that he's a part of WrestleMania. But if Rob wrestles in Wembley too, if that's the route they go, do you think the WWE didn't give him clearance to just do this quick and then come on? He, they don't give a shit. They don't care. People, people legitimately, if you guys uh, are just joining us and you don't know what's going on, the fans legitimately has criticized or have criticized RVD, Rob Van Dam, for wrestling on Dynamite, wrestled Jack Perry last week. Very good match for a TV match. And... Fans criticized him for turning his back on WWE for wrestling. RVD is in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Okay, well, I, I, I didn't know that. I, that's, that's good for him. He deserves it, every bit of that. Um, yeah, so fans criticized him for turning his back on WWE because he wrestled on AEW Dynamite. Now, you know, I don't know how you think of RVD, Drew, but RVD hasn't really done much uh, work in, in pro wrestling the last few years. Uh, if he wants an easy 10-minute payday... RVD is going to take an easy 10-minute fucking payday, whether WWE gave him clearance or not. Like, who gives a shit? You know, he's going to get paid. He wants to get paid. He's going to make some quick money. He's going to do what he's got to do, and goodbye. In and out. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, is that I've seen, I'm seeing some chats in here. He did need clearance. I mean, he doesn't need, like, permission, permission, but if he is going to be a part of WrestleMania and he's a contracted WWE Legends talent, uh, Rob probably just wanted to do his due diligence and contact WWE and just say, hey, uh, I'm going to do this today. W is this cool? And I'm sure they said, yes, Rob is already in the Hall of Fame. He has nothing to lose by accepting this if WWE says yes. And even if they said no, truthfully, I think Rob does it anyway. Yes, of course. Because, because he's going to be like an added bonus to WrestleMania 40 where maybe he does stuff with like the on-location people. Who gives a shit? Rob probably made 15, 10 to 15 grand from AW. Maybe a little bit less. I don't know the exact amount. And his name is all over television, which helps his indie bookings. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's Rob Van Dam. He is a huge household name. Everybody and their mother knows him. So, I, 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 again, I just think that some people need to use their brain cells because clearly they don't have enough of them. Like, no, I mean, it's it's the IWC on uh, on Twitter, so I'm not surprised. Uh, the thing is with RVD, Drew, is obviously with him working WrestleMania next year, doing some uh, stuff in and out of Philadelphia, maybe he does uh, a Hall of Fame induction, whatever the case may be. He's going to be working WWE that weekend. Do do you see him potentially coming back as a semi-part-time guy, similar to what Edge does with WWE for for AEW or for WWE? Now, now the reason I ask this is because, you know, and, and I'm not beating around the bush here, you, you know people in WWE were watching that fucking match on Wednesday and, and we're thinking, well, I didn't know this guy still had it like this. I mean, maybe we should give him a, a small role on television. Maybe pair him with Matt Riddle. Maybe we get a tag team. Maybe we get a part-time role out of him. You know, obviously RVD could still go. He showed you he could still go. 
Do you think WWE's watching that thinking, hey, maybe we could get the another year out of this guy on TV? Uh, I mean, I like the Matt Riddle thing. It's better than Drew McIntyre. Yeah. That, that shit makes no sense to me. And listen, I'll call it like I see it. When AW does dumb shit, I say it. When WWE does dumb shit, I'll say it too. Unless Drew McIntyre is turning on Riddle, I have no idea why that, that tag team is even happening. People would say, I loved it. It was cool. No, you don't. Stop it. Um, I, I would love to see RVD in the WWE ring. And he could definitely still go if you want to pair him with Riddle or even have a match with, with Riddle. RVD versus Riddle's yeah. cool. RVD could be that guy that helps some younger talent just kind of get over a little bit. I'd love to see RVD in LA Knight. Uh, RVD and Damian Priest, I'd like to see. RVD versus Dom. There's some things that they could obviously do in WWE. Um, I AW is a good option for him, too. I mean, if he's going to be used to enhance talent, absolutely, because at this point in time in his career, you know, he's not, you know, main event level, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think he, Rob even, Rob knows that. So I, I RVD is still very, very talented and can still work a very, very solid style. So let's do it. You want a, another, you know, six to 12 months out of him? Absolutely. Yeah, after what I saw, I mean, I wouldn't I want mind him sporadically on TV. I mean, I, I didn't want him at the pay-per-view, but what, what he did with Jack Perry was was impressive. For 52, 53 years old, we're still seeing Rolling Thunders and fucking Van Terminators and all this other shit. He's pulling it off great. Whatever, yeah. man. Good for him. He's still in great shape. I'd like to yeah. see it. Um, somebody that I did mention along with RVD, and we'll shift gears to the WWE side of things. This is the biggest thing that's happening this week, and I want to get everybody's opinion on this. Edge. Edge mm. apparently is having his match on Friday with Sheamus. Uh, Edge's trainer, Drew, said that this will be his final match, possibly retiring in Toronto. Is it his final match? Or is it simply his final match in WWE and then he's going to go end his career somewhere else, which I honestly think is the case. I don't think Edge is going to want to retire in this kind of like, all right, let's get through the end of the week and then I'm going to wish everybody their fucking farewells and blow goodbye and, 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 you know, whatever. I I honestly think he deserves more than that. I don't know why he would want to go out like that. I think he would want the big send off. He deserves the big send off. But what what do, what do you make of this? Is this a final match here in WWE or final match forever? Well, I'll say this. I don't think this is the last you see of Adam Copeland in a professional wrestling ring. Um, and I don't know that to be a fact. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I also do believe that Edge is not the type. Adam Copeland is not the type of human being who wants to make a big deal about his last match in WWE. They're getting you're getting 25 years of Edge. They, they ran off the Bloodline storyline for a week here so that Edge can have his moment, which was pretty genius. Uh, and if it is his last match in WWE, you know, he's going against Sheamus, the guy who got him back into the, the WWE ring and everything else like that made his, you know, comeback possible, which they touched on. There was a story there. Yeah. Paging AEW, there's a story there. So, for me... Uh, I don't think this is Edge's last match. I now, don't. Why do, you, why do you feel like he's not the type of guy, unless you know something that I don't? Or Look at you, Taker. You, you know Taker something that people... Yeah, I mean, why, why do you think he's not the type of guy to want that big pop and, and pageantry for, for a final match? I mean, the way, the way that I look at it is he never really got that because he had to retire out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and he went away for nine years. He got the, the fucking unbelievable return, one of the greatest returns of all time. But he never got that closing that closing moment at a WrestleMania or at, at an event of that magnitude. Now, the way I see it selfishly, I'd like to see Edge maybe in there with a John Cena or someone of his past to say final farewells and goodbye. I'd like to see Alter Bridge there playing him live to Metalingus out to the ring at a WrestleMania. You know, I'm thinking of all these things because he deserves it. 25 years, man, that's nothing to scoff at. Why do you think he's the type of guy that doesn't want that type of thing? 
Uh, I just think that that's a human being. He's given everything that he possibly could to the wrestling industry and the wrestling business, and this is his passion ever since he was a small kid. Um, and I just think that, you know, he he's never been one to be like, I want all eyes on me. It's just that's never been Edge. That's never been Adam Copeland. Um, and I uh, respect the man immensely. I think that there's also, if it's me, if this is how I'm doing it, I have a match at WrestleMania 40, and I call it my farewell match in WWE, um, and then I hightail it to AEW, and that, I get I get my Edge and Christian versus the Bucks, I get my Edge and Christian versus FTR, and then maybe I have Edge versus Christian on the way out. It just seems to me, like maybe, just maybe, he isn't making he being Adam Copeland is not make Edge is not making a big deal about this because he knows in the back of his head that he is not done yet with professional wrestling. Everything you said, I think, is actually happening. Literally everything. I think. I think he's. I think he's on his way to AW. That's that's just my guess. It's my my take. I think on he this. should stretch this to WrestleMania though with WWE. I true because I don't think Edge is go. I don't think Christian's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And I don't think FTR and the Bucks obviously are going anywhere. No. So why not have your match in Philadelphia? You want to go against Cena, Mysterio? Yeah. I don't care. You could even do the 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 business with Dom. You know, you could. I mean, that's why not. You yeah. know. Uh, I, to me, I don't know. I just, I really, I really try and, uh, and stretch this and have a farewell in the grandest stage of them all. You know, we had a hell in the cell at WrestleMania. I know that's something he wanted to do. I would say this to you and to everybody watching. It does seem like edge is not Adam Copeland is not done with professional wrestling. And if his last match is at the Scotiabank arena in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, this coming Friday, I do expect him to be all elite sooner rather than later. I uh, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, keeping with the SmackDown side of things, Jay Uso. Jay Uso quits WWE. I joked that he was going to AEW. He'll show up at Wembley. Uh, that's not You can't case. joke about things like this because people take you seriously. Bro, I, I, le- I legit put it in the title of my SmackDown review, man. People pe- people knew I was joking, thank God. Uh, but Jay you Uso... You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jay Uso quits WWE. They moved his profile, Drew, to the alumni section on the website, which is a nice little touch there to uh, play up the fact that he did quit. Uh, Don't sleep on the commentary team mentioning that on commentary, which is ridiculous. That's how you know it's a storyline. That they moved him to the alumni. Yeah, I mean, Wade Barrett and Michael Cole touched on it on Raw. Yeah. If you don't think that that's 100% storyline, you need to get your head checked. Now, a lot of people were upset about what happened at SummerSlam. A lot of people did not want Jimmy and Jey Uso to be broken up. Everybody thought Jimmy and Jay Uso were going to get back together. I'll ask you this because I thought that the explanation from Jimmy worked, but at the same time, it was very weak in execution and explanation. He wanted to save Jay from becoming Roman, which I, I understood because after everything that Roman has done with the bloodline, you know, he doesn't want to see that happen to his brother because he's learned directly from Roman as the right hand man, main event Jay Uso. But at the same time, Drew, he, he took a world championship away from Jay Uso. He took the opportunity to end the reign of Roman Reigns from Jay Uso. But, you know, according to Jimmy, he wanted to save Jay. How exactly did he save Jay when he realistically basically kept Roman's reign going and the WWE is still suffering with Roman and his title reign? Again, I think this whole storyline, this whole thing uh, revolves. I mean, they knew that Edge had talked about Adam Copeland had talked about retiring, quote-unquote, or having his last match in Toronto. 
uh, on SmackDown. So I think what they did, WWE was like, all right, let's let's write off the bloodline for a little bit here so that we can get Edge's moment and make the show, which it is. The whole show is revolving around 25 years of Edge. So um, I just feel as if, you know, Jimmy and Jay and the whole storyline with Roman and Solo, I think there's more coming. Uh, I don't think Jay is going anywhere. I think it's a two to three week thing at most. And I also think you might see some uh, Hall of Famers and or a debut or two coming from the bloodline. Do you feel like Rikishi's getting involved, meaning Hall of Famers? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think he pretty much told everybody that on fucking social media. So, uh, Well, I mean, I don't follow Rikishi on social media, but I believe you. Um, well, I'm just saying, I think somebody put out like a, it was like a promotional poster where it was like, come see Rikishi before he refs a payback match. And I was like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Now, that, 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 fault. that I didn't see, but uh, I, I kind of expected him to be involved in some way, uh, shape or form. Now, a lot of people took the report, Drew, of Jimmy and Jay Uso being stretched out to WrestleMania as, oh, my God, they're going to stretch this out for another nine months. I mean, how do we Not get hard? How do we how do we get there? I mean, do we move Jimmy and Jay Uso to separate brands like they did Dominic and Rey Mysterio to get us to WrestleMania 40? Or do you think they have enough in the, in the tank here on SmackDown, keeping them on the same brand? To get us to WrestleMania 40, I know you and I said that we trust Paul Heyman enough to do that, but you know Kurt Angle thinks that Paul Heyman <laughs> and the rest of the Bloodline are kind of uh, you know scurrying and trying to figure out what to do next because they don't know where they want to go with this. Uh, I do. I understand a lot of people's frustration with the whole you know Jimmy didn't save Jay from being Roman like that's so stupid. I, I get love that. him. He loves him. He says. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know what? We could have gone where, bro, you let me get my ass kicked at Madison Square Garden and almost took food and money off my table yeah. for my family. So that's why I did it because you didn't have my back, Oos, when I needed you. That, there you go. That makes, but it, you know what? They went in a different direction. Was it for me? No. Is it kind of stupid? Yeah. But they got off television for a little bit and the stretching of this is not hard. I truly believe that Jimmy will take on Solo because Jay or Jimmy will refuse to fight each other and they're going to stretch this for as long as they possibly can. And here's how I do it. I get Jay or Jimmy to whoever it may be. Let's just, I'll just for simplicity's sake, Jimmy eliminates Jay from the Royal rumble and Cody ends up winning it or whatever the case may be. And that's how you get your WrestleMania match because Jay refuses to fight Jimmy or vice versa. That's how you get there. It's very simple. And yeah. will the match be for everybody? no, I get it. Six months from now, people are going to be like, they should have done this for him. I get it. But that's how you get there, truthfully. Jay gets another opportunity. He gets his, his dream again vanished by his brother. And now he's had enough. All right, you want to go at WrestleMania? Let's do it. So where do we where do we go into Survivor Series? I know a lot of people are like, Fatal 4-Way at Survivor Series between the bloodline. Do you see that happening? Do you see Roman wrestling solo? Do you see Roman wrestling Jimmy? Like, what do you see happening there moving on into the to the rest of the, the year here, the fourth quarter for... Uh, the bloodline. You know, it seems like everything we're seeing on WWE TV screams that War Games is going yeah. to be Cody, Seth, Kevin, and Sammy taking on Judgment Day yeah. with Jamie McDonough. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it seems like. They could change it up. They could have Team J versus Team Jimmy. They could do that too. I don't know. Um, I don't know how they get through Survivor Series. Um, and again, that'll be the magic of watching what they put out. And if it sucks, we'll come out here and tell you it sucks. I don't know how they get to Survivor Series. I could book you payback. I could book you fast lane. Survivor Series is a big question mark. Maybe they write somebody off for injury's sake. I don't know. I really don't. Um, 
that's the only, that's the big hurdle I have with this whole storyline. Like, do they get back together and trying to put their differences aside and try and become the most dominant tag team again in WWE history? And then all of a sudden it comes to a head again at the rumble. I don't know. I really don't. It's WWE. We're going to have enough juice going into these pay-per-views without Roman Reigns defending his championship because right now, Monday Night yes. Raw, Seth Rollins and whatever's going on there, it seems a little uh, kind of up in the air, man. We, we we don't know. I mean, Nakamura and Seth, is, I mean, after Monday Night Raw, the explanation that we got was a little ridiculous, worse than the one that Jimmy gave Jay. But is there enough juice on that side to do these shows without Roman? Is Drew frozen? I thought, I thought. <laughs> Drew, Drew, are you there, bro? What happened? All of a sudden, he's he's frozen. There he is. There you are, like, man. Man, you were giving me the most nastiest fucking look in that frozen screen, man. Holy shit. It's like every episode. I feel like somebody in here messes with our stream because I have good internet, oh. so I don't know. But anyways, I will say this. Um, I think everyone needs to stop complaining about Nakamura because when Nakamura is not utilized, and I said this last week, when Nakamura is not utilized, WWE sucks. They don't know how to use the greatest Japanese wrestler of all time, blah, 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 blah. Now he's in a main event program with Seth Rollins. You guys still aren't happy. So just shut up, enjoy what you're getting, and move the hell on. Um, and obviously, Seth's not dropping that championship, truthfully. And it's it's not going to be the Nakamura. Wait a minute. You enjoy, you enjoy that explanation on Monday Night Raw? I want the world championship. Well, so do he I. Whis- he whispered something. In Seth's ear, we don't know what that was, right? Maybe I mean, it's a I destination guess. and a place for the match. What, what is he? What is he whispering? Maybe I don't know, or maybe he was sent by somebody to prevent Cody from getting that world championship opportunity, just like Lesnar was. And I think is- I think In and Out Burger is overrated. <laughs> what did he? What did he whisper to him? In and Out Burger, ha- or no? Excuse me, <laughs> five, five Guys has BLTs. A lot of people don't know that. Oh. Um, I I don't know. Again. You know, and here's the thing, right? For all that Vince McMahon has done wrong, right? For everybody who's like, ah, Vince this, Vince that. Vince always had other bullets in the chamber just in case, which by what I mean by that is that there were stars that were simmering and just about to boil right under that world champion just in case something happens. Roman goes away. Roman gets hurt. Seth gets hurt. There were Vince had somebody, bang, 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 ready to go. Right now, we're not seeing that. So it's very hit or miss here. Nakamura and Seth Rollins, I get it, but it just seems like we are trying so hard to get Seth to a certain time and place where that championship could be taken off of him. I guess we have to wait to see that. And don't be surprised if Survivor Series of Seth's involved in that War Games match. But Damian Priest tries to cash in right then and there. I was thinking about that last night. Yes, I think that's the perfect uh, setting for something like that to actually go down. Did you like mm-hmm. the presentation of Nakamura last night as a heel coming out in the black? He still got his theme song. I He's did. acting very heelish. I, I mean, uh, the way that I see it is I think they played to his strengths, his charisma, his body language, but they didn't really they didn't really do much as far as his promo. Like they, they really exposed his weaknesses, which is obviously on the microphone and the language barrier. I honestly thought that whatever they tried to do last night on Raw would have been better suited for a vignette or a, or a video package or something where he, he explains why he did what he did. But they sent him out you there know, from the live audience, and it fucking he got the what, champ, bro? You know what would make him, and if, WWE, if anybody from WWE is watching this, steal it. I don't give a shit. Have it. I don't want credit for it. Take it. It's yours. You know what would make Nakamura an even disgusting, despicable heel? Get him a, a translator. He's not good enough to talk to the audience. Have him talk in Japanese. That would work. 
and just have somebody who's like, you know, Sir Nak- Mr. Nakamura says that would work because that would get heat. People would be like, fuck this guy. Can't even learn English. Son of a bitch. Because you know there's people out there that are like that. You know it. I like right? that. I, I, who, who, who's right for that role? I don't know, but I do like that. Who cares? Go hire. I mean, Mr. Fuji's not alive. God rest his soul. Go, go hire somebody. I don't care. He could be any race, color, and creed. It doesn't matter because that makes Shin that much more of a bastard, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, war games. We mentioned war games before. Are, are we setting up for war games? I know they didn't announce it yet this year. They they really just kind of let the cat out of the bag as soon as Survivor Series was announced. Triple H couldn't wait to get that shit announced uh, because uh, that was one of the biggest things that he wanted on the main roster, but he had to use it for NXT because Vince didn't want to use it. Uh, but so are we- is a good suggestion, guys. I love it. There you go. Uh, are we getting a war games, man? Even though it's not announced, uh, do, you, do you see how things are playing out that there is a war games? I know Cody mentioned... I don't know if I'll have the opportunity to wrestle in a war game. It certainly looks like his direction to not only payback, but Survivor Series is pretty much uh, opening up and becoming a little bit more clear. Do we see these matches take shape for the men and the ladies? Because I could see the same thing happening with the ladies on SmackDown with Charlotte and Asuka, Bianca, Kyrie Sane rumored to be coming back. I could see all this kind of turning into a war games. Well, Trish is getting her cage match. So you would figure yeah. that Trish is probably done with WWE yeah. sooner rather than later. Right. Um, and Becky has really done everything she possibly can. Yeah, I think that War Games is happening at Survivor Series. I think that should be the the annual thing here. Uh, I don't think it's passe yet. I think the Raw versus SmackDown stuff is tired unless it's the world champion versus the world champion because I think a lot of people like to see that, and we don't get to see that on a regular basis because of you know the quote-unquote brand split that really doesn't exist anymore. But you don't see Roman trotting over to Raw and having matches, and you don't see Seth trotting over to SmackDown to having matches. So I like that. But, yeah, I think the War Games is probably – Survivor Series is probably the destination. Absolutely. What about Cody going into payback? I mean, obviously, with what we saw last night on Raw, the way that it ended, he got beat up by the Judgment Day – and Finn Balor, Cody and Sammy KO versus the Judgment Day in a big six-man tag at Payback. I mean, there really isn't much for Cody to do right now. They haven't really set him up with anybody else but the Judgment Day, but is his path to Payback now clearer after Monday night? I mean, no. I mean, where are we going? Are we going Finn? Are we going Finn and JD? Or like where versus Cody? Or is it Finn and or, uh, Cody and Priest? Like, where are we headed? I don't you know. know? All right, I mean, so... I mean, it all depends on if KO was clear to come back. I know Sammy wrestled with the elbow after a week. We didn't think he would be back. KO, I, I don't know, a bro, what is it, a sprained rib or a broken rib? So I mean, are we who, getting Cody, Sammy, and KO... Versus Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Dominic Mysterio. Thumbs down. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's a way to get to fast lane, but, okay, where do you go after that? Is That's, it Cody versus Finn? Maybe. So Cody takes on Brock Lesnar and then goes against Finn. Yeah, I don't know, man. No offense to Finn, but I don't know. Well, they didn't. They didn't think this one out, but uh, I I could see that six man tag happening at uh, at the pay per view, being that uh, Seth has already got Nakamura, and you know that match. Oh, the card rather is shaping up to be uh, pretty stacked on on that uh, that pay per view payback. Uh, moving on from uh, Cody and the Judgment Day, uh, let's talk a little bit about this Becky Lynch Trish Stratus match. Uh, I absolutely, man, uh, I shit all over this match last night when I did my thing. You don't uh, say. I see. It's crazy, man. Listen, man, I'm not a fan of Lemonade. I'm not. I think, uh, I think Becky Lynch makes I like shit Lemonade. I, I like an Arnold Palmer. Yes. Um, so but this match. Lemonade, it's just gotta be mixed. Yeah. It's got gotta it. be mixed. Yeah. 
Uh, this match, man, it, it's obviously you see why it was left off SummerSlam. That's all I'll say. It was yeah, not. I, it was not good. No, and I think like it, okay, so let's just put that match on SummerSlam. People are like, cool, what a waste of time because uh, what they're doing is they're giving Trish her cage match, which I get, and I think that Trish and Becky will have a good cage match, truthfully, because Becky will pull the best out of Trish Stratus, and the creative direction for Becky more recently has been terrible. It really has, and you can see why Becky's frustrated because. I understand like Rhea's dominant and she is probably she being Rhea, probably the most over woman in the company right now, but you can have Rhea and Becky lock up before WrestleMania. Um, and you know, it could still be big business. Uh, yeah, I, but does I, Becky want to do business? That's the problem. Hey, I, I, again, I, I think Becky's getting paid so much and she's a mom that I don't think she really is going to sit back and be like, well, I'm not losing to him or her or anybody else. I just, I don't see that from Becky Lynch. I don't, I think she will do what the company asks, and you're seeing that now she might wear her emotions on her sleeve, her being Becky Lynch. And you're starting to see that. But other than that, no, I don't think she's, she's pulling a, that's not going to work for me, brother type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I hope for the best for the steel cage match. I, I don't really see it being any better than what we've been given already, but you know, hopefully they have a better crowd than Winnipeg because that not only was the match bad, the crowd didn't react to, to anything, really. I mean, Trish is from Canada, so if Trish can't get a reaction in Canada, I mean, that just basically tells you everything you need to know. She's a heel. I mean, but still, it's Trish Stratus it. in Canada. You're right. You know, it's You're like, right. whatever. Uh, I mean, I'll hopefully, hoping for the best there. Uh, Gunther and Chad Gable was also announced, Drew, for next week on Raw. Um Right now, it could still happen, but right now, it's not happening at Payback. Is this mm. match a one-and-done, or are no. we getting this to be a setup next week, and then we get the match again at Payback? Right. It's a way to pull in some ratings before yeah. football starts, in my opinion, and that's exactly what it is. Like, you know, Raw took a, a dip uh, this week, I believe, if your ratings warriors uh, check that out, and I think that was due to large part because there was some, I think about this, preseason NFL football. So again, I just think that this is a way to build towards payback, a will, uh, a way to get some, some ratings, um, on a show that realistically, like what else did they announce for it? You know, pretty much nothing besides the cage match. Those are two big matches. So, and I use big, um, again, I think that that's something that they're trying to draw some eyeballs on and we'll see if that happens. And this is the last piece of, uh, news I have here on my end, unless you, uh, you got something else over there. WWE is possibly, and I, I called this out on Twitter last night while watching the show, possibly are telegraphing Drew, a Drew McIntyre heel turn on Matt Riddle. That's the first thing I got out of him not being silent, him being silent against Matt Riddle in the backstage segment, and then him just really kind of over-embellishing the babyface hot tag, and he's running around on the apron, and he's really just kind of uh, living it up as a babyface uh, in that tag team match with Riddle and the Viking Raiders. Are they telegraphing a heel turn here on Matt Riddle? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's the way to go with Drew. Man, would that be a good opponent for yeah. Cody? Man, would that be a good opponent for Seth? Yeah. And they need it. WWE needs that for Seth Rollins. After the Nakamura two week, two months, probably you get payback in fast lane. We're going to move on and uh, let's have Drew and, and enter into that main event program with Seth and then, you know, have some matches and stuff like that. I, um, you know, again, I, I, it is telegraphed, but I don't care at this point. I want to see it. Um, what do you say about this? Do you care that it, it's right in front of your face? No, I don't care because I think this is the best creative move for him. He said that it needs to make sense. I don't know if this is something that he thinks makes sense, but I do think a heel turn for him at this point of his career, if he's going to be with the WWE for 
another six to seven months until his contract is up. I think this makes all the sense in the world. Like you said, Cody and Drew, Seth versus Drew. Uh, I could see those being big, big, big matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he does after that, I don't know. I think he's kind of ex- uh, he's expended everything he could in WWE. He's another one of those guys that I do think that at the end of his contract, he's going to end up walking as well because there really isn't anything for him to do. And it doesn't look like WWE is too antsy to get him in anything major either. I mean, he's just he's going to be he's going to be a supporting player for the rest of his I, career. I've said it for months. I think that Drew McIntyre, along with some others, would be a the Viking Raiders would be a welcomed addition with some new character change, et cetera, et cetera, in AEW. Drew McIntyre is one that I don't think will happen. I think they turn Drew heel, they being WWE, and he gets a major program, and I think he stays. Um, the one person that we could talk about right now who's gone is Lacey Evans. Yeah. She's gone. She's, she's finished. Gone. Completely finished. Yeah. G-O-N-E gone. And uh, while she is very easy on the eyes, she'll make a lot of money doing some other things, it seems. She's already kind of teased uh, OnlyFans and all this other stuff. Good for her. Um, I oh, she'll make a w- killing over there. Oh, yeah. She's very good looking. So I, I just, uh, you know, I, I think that WWE tried and maybe, you know, it just, I don't know what to say about Lacey because I think she had all the potential in the world to be uh, something uh, heelish that worked. Just didn't work. Just didn't work. There was, uh, I think, some Bray Wyatt news. I mean, did you hear the Bray Wyatt news? Uh, Feifel said that he's finally getting closer to clearance after six months. Uh, without any clearance, he's battled an illness. Obviously, uh, we can't talk about what that was, and Feifel couldn't disclose that, but uh, apparently they have some creative ideas for him as well. He's another one of those guys, Drew, that could come back and maybe do something with Cody, maybe do something with Seth. Uh, I don't think he's going to really factor into Roman on SmackDown, but, I mean, do you care at all, man? I, I, I just don't find anything interesting regarding Wyatt unless he goes back to the first you know, thing that he did, which was the swamp thing, which I know is very sensitive to him. But outside that, man, I can't really find myself to care. Me either. Um, it's unfortunate because I think Bray, you know, I wish Wyndham the best, but I don't know. I just, at this point in time, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I just, it's just, it's a miss for me. I, even if they bring him back now, let's see what happened. I, you know, I, I'll give it a chance. I don't know. Well, anyway, guys, that's uh, that is all that we got for you here on ep- episode number nine. What, what happened? Care about that? Seems like the Creed brothers are back in NXT. Wow, man, I can't wait to watch NXT. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I mean, okay. some people, some people were saying that they want the North American. This is how stupid the IWC is, by the way. They mm-hmm. want the North American title and the United States title to be unified. Now, what, what, what are you going to get? Are we getting rid of the United States title? Are we getting rid of the North American title? Well, what do you want to unify there? I hate people. I can't stand <laughs> What do you unify? You're going to take a mid-card title away from NXT and a mid-card title away from one of the brands on, on the main roster? Like the why? four brain cells that some of you guys have, put them together and make a cognitive <laughs> thought. And if you can't, go get, yourself oh. some, go get yourself some life cycle. I love this stuff. I really do. Go get oh, because it. you want Ray and Dominic in the ring again? I mean, holy shit, guys. Come get, on. Get over it. That, what's happening with Ray is Ray is going to drop that championship to Santos Escobar yeah. on SmackDown or a pay-per-view. Santos is going to turn. It should have been my moment. Santos is better as a heel. He's out of the LWO. Bring out Legata de Fantasma, and let's go to the races. Speaking of changes, I got to ask you this before we get to the Super Chat. You got yeah. two $100 bombs. Yep. Um, Piper Niven. No more dewdrop, baby. Uh, I think she was Piper. Wasn't she Piper Niven before she went away on TV? I don't know. 
No, she was dewdrop. She was still dewdrop. Okay. My son called her when he saw her. He was like, again, ah, why who care about a six year old? My son saw her and she and he and he goes, isn't that dewdrop? Why are they calling her Piper Never? And I was like, well, buddy, that's her. You know, that was her name before dewdrop. And he's like, oh, okay. But you got like that's what people don't understand. Like now, I under the name was ridiculous, but to the young kids who've never seen her before. That's what she. That's what she's known by now. Do, do you know what is ridiculous? The fact that she just took a title off of Chelsea Green's shoulders and, and is calling herself a tag team champion. Yeah. I mean, I don't there's know. no story there either. I guess we're gonna have to be told what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. As long as she's back on TV, and it's not by uh, coincidence that Piper Niven's back, Candice LeRae's on TV, Indy Hartwell got a video package uh, and a vignette last night. Obviously, Tommaso Champ is doing his thing, putting up Johnny Gargano flyer. Something's going on there, man. So we're seeing couple of people that we haven't seen for months on TV make their return. So Triple H is uh, definitely having an influence over there. Yeah, which is good, right? Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the discussion tonight. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a second. Please hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate it. It helps out the video tremendously. Uh, we had almost... Uh, I think we had about 1,800 plus in here on a Tuesday yeah, we night, man. close to 1,900, and you got 566 likes. Let's get that likes up. Come on now. Yeah, let's go. Let's get that like uh, that like number up. Let's try for 1,000, man. There's no reason why we shouldn't hit 1,000 tonight. Uh, Super Chats are open. Continue to get them on in. And go follow us on social media, man. At JD from NY206, myself, and then at Andrew Baydala on Twitter if you guys want all the good stuff on social media. And hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell. For all notifications, we'll start with Cameron with a 9.99. Hey, JD, all the AW stands are saying we should worry about it. Shouldn't worry about it because ain't nobody going anywhere. I agree, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. What's going to get worse? Where where, where do you think these AW talents are flocking to? The only person that's splitting is, in my opinion, would be Ricky. Ricky Starks. That's it. I don't, yeah. I don't Maybe Big Swole. I don't or, see anybody or else Wardlow, split. one of them. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay. But I mean, like, realistically, like, is Wardlow the heart and soul of AEW? No. Is Ricky Starks the heart and soul of AEW? No. And I think, you know, Starks, CM Punk is doing his damnedest to keep Ricky Starks in AEW. Yeah. Thank you, Cameron. Freebird53 with 12 months as a member. Thank you, man. One year down, many more to go. OTS for life. Thank you, Freebird. Jason with a $5 super chat. Let's throw those red bombs down tonight. I I can't be the only one. Well, we got a couple of them. Jason, thank you so much for your generosity and your red bomb the uh, last couple of nights. Uh, Drizzy Drew with a 999. Honestly, done blaming TK for everything. He's just not a confrontational boss. It is what it is. We know what to expect from him. Just get someone like Bully Ray who holds no punches in an authority role. Mm, I don't know about that one. I mean, yes, TK's not a confrontational boss, but I mean, you don't want your boss to be a pushover either. I'm not a confrontational man either, but when you push me to a certain yeah. point, there's no coming back. Yeah. Beyond the script with a 23-month membership. One month to go, brother, to that gold microphone emoji. I wish I knew how to make this stuff, but can't wait to get it. Much love, JD and OTS. Thank you, brother. Thank you for being here for 23 months. Man. It's a long time. Nick Williams has a $100 super chat here. For JD, Tony Khan needs to be a boss for once. Like, dude, do something. For Andrew, what's your favorite WWE moment? That's a that's a loaded question there, man. 
Um, I'll just give you the one that really hooked me as a kid. Um, there's two. WrestleMania six, that champion versus champion match really hooked me as a kid. Yep. Uh, and I'll say before that WrestleMania five with Hogan and Savage, cause I was like, Oh no, the tag team is splitting up the mega powers explode. But I will say the one that like really wanted me to like watch wrestling weekly and, and really made me fall in love with the, the product was uh, Sean's win at WrestleMania 12. There you go. Mine would probably have to be, um, if it's not Hogan warrior, at WrestleMania 6, it's probably Warrior Rick Root at WrestleMania 5 for the IC title. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. That's a lot of money, man. Thank you so much for your generosity. Happy to have you here in uh, the live stream, man. Thank you so much. LJBK827 with 25 months. Love my OTS family. Had two job interviews today. Feel positive in this crazy city. Looking forward to watching All In on my birthday. OTS for life. Enjoy it, man, and... Good luck with those uh, that job hunt, man. I know it's fucking difficult out there nowadays. Hey, man, getting two job interviews. Congratulations. Good yeah, man. You. Michelle with a two. Can this type of drama destroy AEW like it did TNA? I don't know, man. AEW's not going anywhere, but nah, it is a black money's eye. long. AEW long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, a thun with a $5 super chat. Really disappointed in Punk and in TK. Thought Punk at least was better than this. Skull JD and shout out to Drew for being a great co-host. Thank you, Athan. Appreciate yeah, that, brother. Uh, Devin with a one month. JD, love you, brother. Happy to say my brother Neil went from Keystone to Modelo. Uh, that, that is certainly an upgrade, Devin. Thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll let you judge. He's still a prick, but he's learning. OTS for life. Nothing wrong with a Modelo, man. No, I love a Modelo with a lime. I like I I love ice cold beer. There you go. <laughs> yes, there you go, man. Uh, RA with a four ninety nine. What are your thoughts on Lacey Evans? I'm not gonna miss her, and I don't even realize she's gone. So. I, I mean, I think that's done by design, but yeah. she was easy on the eyes, um, yeah. and she cut a good promo. Dre with a four ninety nine. I think a Hangman Punk match at All In could potentially be a phenomenal one if the parties involved are willing. Big miss if not. Any no. of those matches would be big, man. But like Drew said earlier, I think there's legitimate fucking hatred there between Hangman and Punk, right? We've already seen Punk and Hangman. It was for the world championship at Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. The match wasn't that great. I know Punk was hurt, blah, 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 blah. No, there's matches that Punk, CM Punk needs to have in all in AEW before he hightails it. It's Punk and Omega. It is Punk and Danielson. It is, I want to see Punk and Jericho one more time. And truthfully... I, I know it's going to sound crazy to a lot of people that there's two more for me. I want to see Punk and Guevara, and I really want, I really, really want to see. And this is going to be like, people are, like, are you serious? I want to see Punk versus Sting. I could see that. I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you know, you know the matches that we want. I mean, as long as I get Punk and Brian, I'm good. That's yeah. It. And I don't think Punk and Sting will ever take it. I don't think Sting will ever work a singles match ever again. Uh, thank you, man. Um, RA199, Popeye's Chicken. I don't eat fast food, brother. Popeye's Chicken is probably, you know, the best fast food fried chicken. Now, it's not the best sandwich, but it is the best for fast food fried chicken. Edward Lou with a 499. Brett Austin walked out of WWE at the top of the card. If TK doesn't rein in punk, could TK face the danger that his top 
elite walk out of AEW. Totally no. different. Totally different. They Austin said, I will do business with Brock Lesnar if you build it and if we can make money off of it. He never said, I'm not putting that piece of shit over. He just said, me versus Brock Lesnar in a King of the Ring qualifying match? Who goes over? Where's the story? That's Austin being smart. And, and Brett didn't want to lose in Canada, but all, he he said for, for forever that he would drop the title to Brett literally the next night. He just didn't want it to happen in Canada. He said he would lose the Survivor Series to Austin, Taker. He gave Vince a list, and Vince said, nah, you'll look, it's you and Sean. That's what it was. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thank you, Edward. Beyond the script with the 499 11 Tuesday Night Titans. You guys are great together. Love you all. JD, are you going to do another season with Big Hodge? At the moment, no, uh, Beyond the Script. Uh, right now, Hodge is in Arizona. Uh, he relocated, but you know we got our thing going on here on Tuesday night, man. Really good stuff here. So thank you, brother. We could try many different liquors with you guys if you want. Yeah. I did enjoy, I did enjoy you and Hodge, though. Hollywood guy with a five. Who's the real problem? Tony Connor, CM Punk. Maybe Tony in order to bring him back he gave him oh. power and who do you th- and do you think Cody left because of Punk Cody said he didn't leave for anybody that was, that's what it, he said on the documentary right and I you know I knew this question was going to come up I don't think Cody Rhodes left because of CM Punk I think Cody Rhodes left because of a disagreement that he had with um, the way that they were handling talent um, in terms of like maybe giving them too much creative freedom etc yeah. etc and because it's executive vice president you know and he was being able to do some certain things backstage create you know creativity wise uh creatively that was stripped from him i think that was part of it um but yeah no i think tony Khan and cm punk are both at fault here well-rounded leo with a ten dollar super chat i like cm punk complaining because cm punk brings ratings and collision is so much better than dynamite maybe the reason tony listens to punk is because cm punk brings results i'll let you touch that one uh i mean he does bring results, but I mean, you got people, you got people blasting the collision ratings being under 500,000 on a Saturday night, which I mean, what, what aren't you getting? It's a fucking Saturday night in the middle of August. We got five weeks left of summer. I Listen, I'll say this. The collision show flows nice. It's got a great lead in uh, and I do enjoy it. It's more digestible yes. than dynamite at times. And I'll say this raw has had a better flow with the backstage segments, et cetera, et cetera. Not just going match 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 so uh, i'm i think both you know raw and collision have been better uh than dynamite unfortunately glass door gamer with a five dollar super chat darby's promo seems real about jack perry also sheamus and seth have been popping off in recent history about wwe um i don't know man i never heard anything negative about jack perry i don't know what darby said about i don't remember what darby said about jack perry but you know, I I know for a fact some one of my one of my good buddies told me that Jack Perry is a fan of what we do here. Uh, I have no problem with Jungle Boy at all. I'm a big fan of Jack Perry and, and Seth and Sheamus popping off in recent WWE or on recent WWE history. I don't know what what are they saying on social media. I don't know. I stay out of those weeds, and I like Jack Perry too. Sheamus, I know, has been making a uh, a run at Gunther online. Maybe he uh, maybe he wants another shot at the. I see titles so that we can preserve honky tonk, man. I don't know. Yeah. I would say this about Jack Perry. When my wife knows who he is because of his dad, that's yeah. how you know that he's, he's got, and he, he's very good in the ring. Um, you know that he's got a future in the wrestling business and shout out to Jr. for calling him jungle boy, Jack Perry, so that they could easily transition to just Jack. You Perry. know, a lot of rem- remember when a lot of people had a problem with that. Why is he calling him by the real name? Now, you know why? Jim, how long Jim can he Ross- be? A, how long can he be a jungle boy, bro? 
Jim Ross is so brilliant that you he's so undervalued at times. It's crazy. Not by not in AEW. I'm just saying by the masses. Jim Ross is so good in so many different ways besides announcing that you guys have no idea. None. Jason Barker with 100 and then an additional five. Thank you so much, brother. Man, this is three consecutive nights with a 100 bomb. Adam Cole and MJF for the most dead tag team championships in the business. Come on, AEW. It's more dead than the undisputed WWE tag team titles. And Nakamura said that he knows Seth Rollins ate his bologna on the shitter. What? <laughs> that's, that's what he said, man. I don't, I don't fucking know. Who eats bologna? I don't eat store-bought bologna. Give me a break. You make your own bologna? No, I don't eat bologna, period, man. I'm more, I'm more of a salami guy. <laughs> I am sometimes, a, uh, sometimes I'm full of bologna, but I, no. I like prosciutto and I like capicola. There you go. Uh, Jason, thank you so much, brother. Thank you for the generosity and thank you for the great support lately, man. Uh, GMCU with a 10. I miss 2021 CM Punk. I love him, but oh my God, he's turning into a crybaby on his promos. You owe me an apology. I'm not mad at you. I'm just a bit disappointed. You cheated. He must turn heel, he says. Uh, I, I, Punk doesn't need to turn heel. I mean, he's already a fucking heel, to be honest with you. Why do we need to turn him anything? Just let him be CM Punk. Yeah, I I agree. I we don't. He's pretty much doing his own thing anyway. So I mean, like to have that differential yeah. or that straight hard to face or heel. Nah, uh, Gable. I want to just put this in here. Gable Stevenson, uh, maybe. Has been released by WWE. That's what the chat is talking about. That's all over the, uh, the rumor mill here on Twitter. Wow, man. Those uh, those allegations must have uh, really done him in, huh? Well, I mean, listen. That Endeavor merger is coming, and they don't want any skid marks on that. Yep. Uh, it was very bizarre how WWE, not a single mention of that match with Baron Corbin after that match. Yo, know, I, I didn't mention this, but Gable Stevenson came out. Uh, to the live crowd in Minneapolis. Dolph Ziggler cut a promo about how he's going to be a hero to be to Minneapolis because they don't have one. Gable Stevenson came out and cleaned house. So yeah. I, maybe he is, maybe he isn't released. I don't know. It's all rumor, guys. We don't know yet. Well, a lot of you guys don't really give a shit about Gable Stevenson. Huh? Gable is long gone. Should have uh, should have went to the UFC, says one of the uh, buddy in the chat. I don't know. UFC? Hey, going to pick him up. Again, this is where I think a lot of fans need to understand that if the machine doesn't get behind you and give you a build, nobody gives a shit about you. No. And, and, and that's not the only release coming. I think there are a bunch of releases coming. You're just going to slowly yeah. see that happening. Agreed. Uh, Philip Newton with a 499. Those comments Asuka said about the Japanese media and this, they tried to bury her. I have no idea what, what happened with Asuka, man. Do you know anything that happened to Asuka? No, I just think Oscar just said that there was a company out there that was created the barrier and all this other stuff, and um, I just think that Oscar's done very well for herself, and she shouldn't give her she shouldn't no. give a shit about other companies. Why is everybody upset with this? Oscar's in the W. Oscar's wrestling for the biggest promotion in the entire universe. Who gives a shit? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. No. Chris don't care. Oscar shouldn't either. Chris Tiger Harris with a two dollar super chat. I don't see Edge retiring on Friday. Honestly, neither do I. And neither maybe true. maybe maybe. He takes off those kick pads and uh, his elbow pads and lay them in the ring. I think that might be the last time you see him in WWE. Uh, Tone C with a $2 Super Chat. They released Lacey Evans. Yeah, well. Now we talked about that. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she put out a really nice picture on Instagram. Go check it out. All you perverts out there. Pervert. 
Chris Tiger Harris with a five dollar super chat. Oh, by the way, doing better. Just need some therapy. Also, screw friends. I'm grateful for you, JD. Andrew, birthday was great. Too spent it watching my Orioles. Hey, all right, Baltimore Orioles fan. Good for you. My yeah. Mets suck. Yeah, well, uh, everybody's saying the Orioles and the Braves in the World Series, man. I don't know where you guys are coming from with that, but New yeah. York baseball sucks. I can't wait for football. <laughs> Devin with the $10 Super Chat. Raw's Women's Division, Zoe, Trish, Becky, Snorfest. And Rhea, the Goonies, scrambling for the women's tag team titles. Candice and the Hartwell standing by, like, generic run-ins. It's such good shit, pal. They got a great women's division if they know what the fuck they're doing over there. They don't. I'm just confused on how you, like, skip over Rhea. There's a ton of other women. Zoe, there's a ton of other women on Raw's Women's Division. Lucky Geo with a 499. I got my media 40 floor seats today. $600. Not bad. Would love to meet you both there. Uh, yeah, we really didn't touch on this, uh, and there's not much to like go over, but WWE did really well today with the WrestleMania presale. Good for them. Uh, WrestleMania 40, I'd go grab your seats now if you possibly can. Um, and I think they made it affordable, which is crazy. I know the price jumped a little bit from last year, which a lot of people were like, really? But the product's never been hotter. Philly's East Coast, great building, great yeah. crowd. I, WWE did really well today. Good for yeah, them. It's, it's literally, it's literally WWE. You know, this is their home base, the East Coast, this New York City tri-state area, Jersey. You know, New York, Pennsylvania. This is this is them. This is what they do. So, uh, um, how, how many seats did that stadium hold? Um, I want to say for a WWE setup, it'll probably be upwards of seventy. Um, I want to say for football, they're at like 67. So I would assume that, you know, with the floor layout and everything else, they'll probably get 75, 80,000 each night. That's a big deal. Kings, yeah. three Kings with a 499. Did y'all hear about Logan Paul's pitch to form a tag team with Dominic? Wants to form one of the most hated teams ever. Well, I, I mean, Dominic gets piped in uh, heat. So, I mean, I don't know where he's coming from with that. He doesn't get piped in heat. Dude, the, the, the heat was piped in on, on Monday. Oh, maybe on Monday, but I could tell you that, that that might be true. Yeah. But I could tell you when they were here in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely, yeah. That, that kid could not speak. Yeah. So uh, it did seem a little bit wonky this past Monday. I yeah. do remember that. But uh, the heat when he was here was real. Uh, Billy with a five. Hey, J.D. or Drew, do we see Edge at all in or all out? No. We see Edge. Say that again? Edge at all in or all out. Here, I will bet my life that that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, Phil with a 499. Love everything that you do. Couldn't catch the show tonight, but I did want to show support. I'll listen to the show tomorrow during my shift at work. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate you, brother. And it will be on iTunes uh, later this ni- uh, tonight. So if you guys want to watch the audio or listen to the audio, rather, instead of watch the video, you guys can do that. I mean, we're pretty animated. I watched the video, but yeah. I get it. You there can. you go. Uh, Tone C with a $5 Super Chat. I will not miss Lacey Evans. Ongoing punk drama looks bad for the company. Sipping on Corona and Ciroc. Brandy, dual beverages. You know, like what you, need, you know what you need? You need to take that Corona, drop a shot of tequila in it, and drop some grenadine in it. You'll like that. <laughs> this guy over here with the fucking tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley Robinette with a one nine nine. If you try Purple Haze, Raspberry Lager. Yes, it's not bad. Not bad. Huh? Uh, Devin with the 10. Get rid of the women's tag team titles and make a women's intercontinental title. That would probably hold more value. I wish that they would do that. Yeah. But 
I mean, yeah. my buddy brought over like a pistachio cream ale or something. I was like, get this the fuck out of my cooler. Who, wait, I mean, wait, like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, what? Uh, that sounds delicious. What are you talking I about? I know you guys, which it's like, dude, if I wanted a <laughs> meat, if I wanted dessert for, you know, in liquid form, I guess that's it. But I, you know, no, just no. I'm more of a Modelo Miller Light. I'll have some American lager from Broken Skull, uh, a Peroni. Uh, Peroni's Moretti. good. I'll, I'll give you Peroni. Yeah. I like Bira Moretti. No, I mean, I, who's drinking? I gotta. I I respect the people who like go to these craft beer places and and get like two beers and they're like seventeen point five percent alcohol volume. But I just line me up with a case of Miller Lite. Good. Yeah, just make me an old fashioned. There you go. I'll do yeah. a tequila soda, that type of stuff. Peace and love with a one ninety nine. A W blurring the line between work and reality is revolutionary. I don't think this is a work though, bro. I think this is all legit. This is this is getting to the point of like it's falling on deaf ears. It's yeah. stupid. Get those and, likes up to seven hundred, guys. Come on. Yes, you guys can do seven hundred, man. It's the last super chat here. Jared Howard for the two Eagles winning the Super Bowl rigged cost of WrestleMania forty. Jesus, what is it? He says the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl and it's rigged because of WrestleMania forty. <laughs> you want to call something rigged? I mean, the Jets are on hard knocks, right? I yeah. mean, and they're signing everybody and their mother. I mean, that would be the rig stuff. I mean, last year, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and WrestleMania was not at Arrowhead. So, I don't know. You guys are crazy, man. Uh, and I thought I was the conspiracy guy. Anyway, uh, Drew, what do you got before we uh, get the hell out of here, man? Any closing words? No, I mean, you know, we're a couple short weeks away from all in. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I wish they would give us what we want in terms of some matches and not just cater to... Maybe some talent. But no, I mean, listen, uh, J.D. works his ass off. He's always doing review shows. I don't know how he does it. And I'm just happy to be here every Tuesday to talk wrestling. Thank you guys very much, man. I will be back tomorrow with Jesse A.W. Dynamite. Got a big week ahead of me. Call my first Tanahashi match on Friday night for House of Glory. So if you guys are going to be at that show, you guys can be at the show live and watch it on Premier Network as well, the home of House of Glory. So it's going to be a big week. SmackDown Who's review. Tanahashi taking on? Uh, Cardona. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then Saturday, I'll do SmackDown and Collision. And then Sunday, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's going to be a busy week, guys. I appreciate you joining us here on Episode 9. Next week, we'll be back Tuesday. Same time, same channel. Episode number 10 of TNT. Until then, guys, take care and have a great rest of the week. I'll see you guys later. Nothing just to feel something. It's easy to lose sleep when you're worried about your health insurance plan. But when you have a family counting on you to take care of them, having the right coverage is more important than ever. That's why Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is here to help. With low to no cost plans for you and your family. So you never go it alone. That's our Anthem. Click to learn more.